Welcome to the Key in the Lake podcast, another episode back here at Beguile International Recording Studios, also known as Beguile Brewing Company. We are the premier whiskey podcast without the mention of whiskey and title whatsoever. This is Jake, your host, and as always, well sometimes, my co-host is with me today. He had a birthday last weekend, apparently. He didn't tell me about it because I was concussed and forgot all about it. Is that what happened? Wilson Torres, welcome back. Hey, young world. Yeah, and we are back, as I said, at Beguile. We took a few episodes off here because Beguile had kicked us out because we were not paying our rent. Our rent is free, and we said, you know what? We want to pay you guys at least $1. I said, no, you will not do that. So we came back anyway, though, after a quick little grudge match. But if you're in Chicago ever um, visiting the lovely city, some call it the Windy City, some call it the City of Big Shoulders, some call it the City by the lake i almost fell into the lake last weekend which is why he never showed up to my party correct thank you <laughs> but if you're ever here come by the ravenswood neighborhood have a pint tell them the key and the lake guy sent you they'll charge you full price for it probably still so don't worry about that <laughs> but we are doing something a little yeah. bit interesting today for everybody who is just doing the audio portion of the podcast we are doing an instagram live currently and we thought who else better to have than the one and only chris blantner What's up, guys? It is another hair episode. True. He was a little, he's been a little jealous of us not mentioning yes. the, his hair in the last episode. You know? I, have to, I have to say, when you had Joe on, uh, from Jay Henry, <laughs> everyone's hair was getting mentioned. I was waiting for True. it and waiting for did it. Did we but not? I thought we did. I for didn't sure. get it mentioned. I, I said we're continuing the line of handsome gentlemen being on the oh, podcast. Okay. Yes, so that was said, it okay. was implied. I guess right. as an implication, I suppose. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'll call this, it, yeah, hair episode uh, three. Uh, <laughs> on this love day. Love day, yeah. 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 Valentine's, Valentine's day. day. So, you know. And we're still recording, so that's good. That's good. We, had, uh, we had some minor uh, malfunctions. About I think, uh, about I think the IG live has uh, the IG stopped. Died. Oh, it died? I think it, uh, it, it maybe lost connection. Well, um, Wilson carried the podcast while we fixed that. But you were talking about your, your visit at Rebel and Rye, Chris. Yeah, good times. Good new bar here in Chicago. A lot of... Um, American whiskey, I think, is yeah. their is yep. their only thing. Western thing, yeah. uh, but uh, something like four hundred different um, whiskeys. So cool place. Yeah, yep. had a really good time. Like I said, ran into Joe Henry while I was there. Oh, nice. That's and uh, but we had we tasted a bunch of stuff. Opened up the uh, Union Horse Chicago Select Ooh, bottle nice. that was uh, on the shelf. Yep. Shameless plug. Um, so that one won't be Shameless sent plug. back. I don't know if they can send back bottles uh, once they have them in the bar. But uh, <laughs> once, once that's been cracked, you never not go once back. it's cracked. Yes, I know that <laughs> it ain't coming back. So um, yeah, we cracked a lot of new bottles that they had not even opened yet. Yeah, and they've only been open for a few weeks. But that was times. the reason why I brought it up because I when I visited with them after they brought us aboard, um, that's what I noticed that people were still going to the mainstream. You know, there's like, give me a, a pour of this, a pour of that. You know, the same mundane, a pour of what you can get everywhere throughout Chicago, where this, I feel, um, this this space in particular that's just opened Rebel and Ride allows you to try a lot of cool different things from aside from that. And no one's, like, even touching it. I mean, they'll go yeah. down the list and they go right to Kentucky. It's alphabetical, mm. alpha, in alphabetical order per state. Okay. And so they go right to the K, you know. Yeah, what's I think is interesting about going to a bar and this is just my personal opinion is like when I go to a bar to like a whiskey bar like that, mm-hmm. like the intent is to go and drink whiskey. Mm. I want to try stuff that I haven't had before. And maybe so when we went like all the Weller stuff was gone like yeah. uh uh, it was like, already gone. Yeah, they were out of like. They've been open for two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah they were already out of all the Weller stuff. They're out of 
a few of like the Heaven Hill products. And like you're saying, like people just go right for that stuff. Maybe that's because it is hard to find and people mm -hmm. don't have it uh, at home. So maybe that's why. But when I go, like I want to try stuff. Well, I've had the Chicago Select because right. I have it. But Correct. I want to try things that I haven't had before, either because I can't find or it's really expensive to buy a bottle. But to buy a pour um, and sample it, um, that's kind of like what I want to do when I go to yeah. a whiskey bar like that. Um, so we are trying like all kinds of crazy stuff from all over the spectrum, mm. small craft to the big guys opening, opening new bottles nice. yeah. at the bar. It's always a good um, feeling. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it, was, cool it was, it was fun. First, it was a fun the time. First to have what it, yeah. stood out to you from your experiences? So there was one by, um, I think it was, uh, Breckenridge. Okay. Mm. I can't remember the expression that it was, but uh, so I guess it didn't make too much of an impression on me. But oh, I, I cool. do remember like the Breckenridge, um, whatever it was that we opened up was was really outstanding. And that's one that I had never tried. It's a brand that I've seen, but just haven't really connected with it, I guess, and haven't really made the purchase of a bottle. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just that one kind of stood out to me. Um, but they have so many things on the shelf from so many different uh, distilleries around the country. It's a really cool, cool place if you want to go, you know, grab a drink and try a lot of different things and good prices too. Yeah, oh. that's that's what, something I also wanted to touch on when I visited. I, I was, I stayed for about an hour when they opened, and I loved the fact that it was approachable. Hmm. Um, the way it's set up on the bar, the way it's set up on the, the offer on the menu. It's easy to to maneuver. It's all just it's just simple, and it there's you just point if you can't see it on the list because I have bad eyes. You can just point, <laughs> boom, it's there, and they pour it and be done. That one, yeah, that's the one with the brown stuff. But you in can it. get some really good pours. I think I, I spent like fifty bucks and I had three good pours. Cool, yeah, which is you know considering what we did. So sounds like they should be a sponsor of the podcast. Yeah, I was just about minutes. to say this yeah. has yeah. been a commercial yeah. for uh, yeah. Rebel and yeah. Rye for well, the past. Well, it's just you know we don't you know so there's Go so many Game things Cox. that open and close. Gamecocks, and they're actually an Iowa bar. Why? I don't How? know. It's out on the... They're really? flying Iowa flags. I drove by yesterday. Rebel and I, didn't, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. I, yeah, I drove by yesterday. I didn't see that. You didn't see that? Oh, maybe it was just no. for that time. Maybe I Wilson's it. making that up. I think no. he is. No. <laughs> Never. Once they open their portfolio to a uh, world of whiskeys. International then, yeah. Yeah, brands. Yeah. Right now, just Then American. I'll check it out. Yeah, but I really do the environment. The environment's really cool. It makes it... It's conducive to sipping whiskey with friends and or even by your own self and or even talking to the bartenders and getting to know a little couple, maybe some of their favorites that, that came on board aside from the, the ones that's the main staples as you would consider it so hmm. it's been really it, it was it's a nice place so if you have a chance go check them out and then we'll go right down the street to the Dawson it's always a good time good yeah. cocktails there and, and decent apps and stuff like that as well definitely as you said it there at a Weller I joined the Weller douchebag club this week <laughs> I saw that yeah <laughs> I'm <laughs> pretty proud of myself. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Bitter Pops. <laughs> but the kid, someone commented on your yeah. post, which was pretty funny, is that you're only a douchebag if you paid secondary yes. pricing right. for I it. I that was the Bourbon Lens guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I agree which, with that very much. Yes. So. Which you probably sure. did not pay secondary pricing. No, for, they, no so. they got an allotment of, what, 12 bottles? I'm not sure how many bottles. They had antique as well. Yeah, um, they had earlier. it on the front. Did they? But yeah. I don't even want to say it, actually, because they do have a one whiskey. It's a sitting 
behind the bar or sitting behind the register with about eight bottles right now. The, That's, uh, I know what it is. I was in there the other day, yeah, and, and, I, I, and I was like, I can't believe people aren't just swarming. Uh, the, I think it was on the 6th on it Wednesday. It had this label on it, right? Or no? No, no. Oh, okay. So well, they, that's there too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought it might have been that. Yeah. Um, but let's say if you... Uh, you can tell me in Spanish. If you can fly like an eagle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are crazy over that too. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think it was eight or nine balls when I was the there on, on Friday, and it was six on Wednesday when I went yeah. back. So. See, that's what, that's what I love but about I, it. I just can't believe no one's come in there, took yeah. a picture, put it on the internet saying, hey, these, these guys are selling hey, these eagle rare for $37. Like, yeah. And they have a whole shelf of it yeah. see that's what that's that's what i love about what we do for mm-hmm. a living is these are the places that are the gems like these hidden gems yeah. and they're slowly getting into the game of spirits yeah. as far as offering it to their immediate yeah. you know clientele or their, their mostly their craft community. level and then sazerac pretty much yeah. correct yeah but you know for them to get that yeah yeah it's, it's they, also have, they also have it on the back bar for pours for pours yeah pretty cheap price as well too, yeah. like so it's it's nice to have that but and it was funny because Chris had texted both of us, like, what, a week ago? Asking kind of what our favorite retail spots were. Mm-hmm. And he said you're writing an article. I was, like, hesitant at first. I'm like, I don't want to tell my little gems. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, and I knew, I, I knew that when I was asking. No. I'm like, ah, I'm asking them to get No, because I want, I want those, all, all those places <laughs> to succeed and, you know, compete with the bigger yeah. guys. You know, yeah. work with, uh, not compete against Benny's because you're not going to do that. And Benny's is an awesome brand industry as well industry favor but they also have their little places in their neighborhoods because yeah. um benny's isn't on every part of the city there's kind of a little bit of a there's uh, some there's some desert, desert spot yeah, yeah. Right yeah now. you know for mm-hmm. sure they're trying to buy the old sears up here but it was too close to a school correct about a year ago i think yeah, that was. you're absolutely right yeah it went a great spot um, very good spot it would have been right next to you know kind of pretty close to mariano's and all mm-hmm. that good stuff if you don't know chicago lingo about retail shops that it is our local grocery store mariano's yeah. one of and benny's is kind of one of the uh, i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you've heard of benny's before uh, it's one of the pr- most uh, premier um, retail shops for spirits um, across the United States. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. If they don't have it at Benny's. It's not worth drinking. Is that, the, is that, is that <laughs> how it goes? Is that their tagline? That's their tagline. Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Hey, uh, if Shannon, you can't find it at Bill, if you, you can't find it at Benny's, it ain't worth drinking. Yeah. Um, you can send us yeah. a bill in the mail to uh, Wilson Torres, <laughs> Shannon. So thanks a lot for that. Um, but no, it was, it was kind of a, I was, it got me thinking too, like what shops do I even go to that aren't for work? Um, yeah. Cause I'm a brand ambassador for distillery. So like most likely the ones that we're selling out of or trying to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what was it? Independent, um, independent spirits. Yeah. Uh, I'm we're not in there, yeah. but I love that shop. I've yeah. never been there. I need to, he's I need a, to um, visit. he's a gene from warehouse Liquor's <laughs> oh. disciple. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. That's where he started. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where he started. But right. I think he... Scott? Yeah, Scott's yeah. his name, exactly. Yeah. Nice guy. He's great, a, great, interesting collection of whiskey, too. Absolutely. And if you're really into wines, yeah. a small collection of wines, but, like, yeah. it's one Very place I can well find curated. good ports. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, it's, it's almost like going into, like, a independent bookstore where right. they have staff great. favorites, but there's a, a write-up on everything. Yeah, they know and what they're talking about. They know, yeah. 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 So it's, 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 a, it's a great place. You can spend at least a good two hours there, yeah, personally, I'm have to I hit think. them up maybe tomorrow. Hit them up. Check Maybe. them out. Yeah, they're great We're people. Like Very knowledgeable. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll go. Yeah. Right on Broadway. Right, right before the... the um, right next door to uh, yeah. Income Tax. <laughs> oh, yeah. And right before the uh, Whole Foods. Yeah. Shout out to Scott over at Independent uh, Spirits, Inc. It's, it's a great shop. Very good shop. Yeah. And then uh, Zach, who's coming on the podcast soon. We were just chatting from, oh, in, okay. from Warehouse Liquors. So oh, cool. that was kind of one of our other favorites. It's obviously a pretty well-known place, yeah, I think, for yeah. most well, people. I, I've, yeah, I've purchased many bottles mm-hmm. from Warehouse Liquors, yeah. And also a fair prices on everything for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Printer's Row, too. I like Printer's Row. 
down there too. I've been there forever. I've heard about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, they're very just low key. Yeah. Very. They That's don't announce shit. I don't sneaky think sneaky really good binnies too. Like, oh, like yeah. it's one of those binnies doesn't get a lot of attention from Northside people, obviously, but for yeah. South Loop, it's a oh, great spot. That's my that's my binnies. Right. That's because that, yeah. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty close to that. Yeah. So that's the one I hit. I'm in there like twice a week just <laughs> to see, yeah. just to see like you know kind of what's coming in. Um, yeah, they've received a lot of my money as well. <laughs> I also I also like their shelving because when you come off the escalator coming up, the whiskey shelves are like right there. Right so you there. can have a, if you have a really good place from there, you kind of like connect your eye level to mm-hmm. it right away. Yeah, so, there's a whiskey. Nice. Yeah. Oh, like in the, your bottles too. As speaking from like a person that works for True. the distilleries, you want to see where your bottles are. And I think right. it's a really nice visible spot instead of walking through the store. Like mm. Most of them, and then you have walking down an aisle, turning where like yep. come up the escalator, go right to right your left, there. Right. right there. Yep. I've noticed that you know there's what over 40 binnies now locations, and you know 41. Noticed, 41. Thank you. Sorry I don't know. About that. Maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> um, but I noticed that even like for us, when I go and you visit, you don't see. Our my like the brand that I represent is not never in the same place. Mm. It's always sporadic. Always in the same collection of whiskeys. Always in the yeah. same collection, but not in the same spot shelf wise. So mm. some some stores were in the middle shelf, some were in the bottom shelf. Maybe yeah. one store were on the top shelf, and then or two or three. But other than that, you know, it's just it's weird how they go about that. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I just happy the fact that they have it on the, on the shelf anyway so yeah it was interesting i was talking to one of the uh buyers at st charles benny this week mm. fun drive out there this week you know yeah kind of go to st charles did you go to, to the fox uh no the what's it called bar Fa- restaurant yeah it's a bar um no i didn't flagship on the fox I didn't. I went okay. to Hardware, though, Oh, which nice. is a great whiskey Hardware's spot. Really Over 500 cool. whiskeys a, there. That's wow. a sh- that is a secret spot. That is a gem. Yeah, um, word is they might spot. start their own distillery soon. Good for them. Yeah. Um, if you are out in the western suburbs in Aurora area, I would definitely check out Hardware. It's uh, a one of the most beautiful like restaurants because everything is yeah. built from reclaimed um, purposed wood, yeah, metal. They though. collect yeah. the rainwater for all their water. They have wow. their own, uh, uh, what do you call it, where you grow plants? Um, Garden? No, well that, <laughs> but with uh, inside. Oh, greenhouse. Greenhouse. Gotcha. That's what I'm looking for. Dude, I knew something that you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have their own hop farm as well. Wow. Yeah. Really? really? Yeah. So they have, oh, they have their own brewery in the inside as well. So they're gonna. I think from what I've heard is that they're gonna turn the brewery into a small distillery and then add on to the brewery, and they're gonna build their own rickhouses and everything. Oh, Good for wow. them. Yeah. They had, allegedly had purchased um, I think ten. Ten boxcars they're gonna convert into warehouses. Oh, yeah. yeah, sweet. Um, there is a distillery in New York, Taconic, that mm. didn't uh, that did that's doing like the um, the old um, uh, what you call it? Yeah, like the boxcars they turned into like that's where they originally started aging their whiskeys, and okay. then they eventually built a rickhouse. But nice. I mean, it's a good reuse of of uh, you know. I, feel, I mean, it works. Also yeah. starting his distillery soon. Yeah. Soon. Up What's here. Soon. I already found a spot and everything. Yeah? Right here. Yeah, it's right off the north branch over here on the north side. Don't you worry about it. Not Jake's the co-founder. He doesn't I'm know not the co-founder of He's anything. Co-founder. No, <laughs> I will not co-found a distillery anytime. Yes, you will. But I, like I said before, he many times... He gets t- paid. He doesn't do anything. Just no, many times in my life I said co-founder. I will never start a distillery, blending house, anything <laughs> like that. But I would start a bar so people come to me and I get to be the jerk behind the bar who chooses to be a little bit of the gatekeeper saying, no, yes. No to you. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Like I was sitting in an account the other day. 
for over an hour, had lunch. There's two guys in front of me. And I'm like, they finally, it was an hour in. I had lunch, had a beer, watched some afternoon TV that was really great at the bar on mute. And <laughs> finally, the first brewery goes into the manager. And I was like, I'm, I'm on my way down for another two hours now. Like, yeah. it's so dumb. I so, gotcha. I mean, I get it. Everybody's busy, but there's no way I'm starting a distillery and starting from scratch again. He'll, He'll be a it. silent investor in yours. No, not an investor. He, a silent he just has supporting investor. No, that's, that's that's the beauty of it. I just want him a part of it. He doesn't have to do shit. And he gets paid. Oh, you that's know? a pretty good gig. He gets a business card <laughs> as his co-founder. <laughs> and he's like, he bitch, do anything it, and he you know? gets paid? Yeah. That's, oh, shit. That's I mean, like, how are you not taking this gig? Because well, he's just... Um, usually within the first 10 years of a distillery, you're not making any yeah, money. So, um, so, so you call me this. in year 11, yeah. let me know if it's still going <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to pay me like, you know, a uh, dollar a month Maybe for 10 years. Maybe you can negotiate something up front. There we go. A signing bonus <laughs> a signing bonus. Yeah, that's what I need. I need a signing Stop bonus. Stop signing bonus. I need those major league contract signing bonus money. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, I mean, that would be drum nice. on a trash can, giving your secrets all the way to the other distilleries <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, we were talking about places, like, <laughs> these hidden places. Chris, you, you do a lot of shopping. You do a lot of hunting. You find joy in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. I do a fair amount. Where do you go taste? Uh, like, you mean bars? Yeah. Or? Yeah, where do you go and have I a dram or two? I actually do not do too many bars. Okay. So mm. I think Rebel and Rye is probably going to be, like, because I can walk to it. Oh, it's nice. It's very close. Nice. Um, I go to Lone Wolf every one, once in a while, which is right in the West Loop, but it's mm. it's by no means like a, a whiskey bar. Right. Um, drink, uh, Franklin Room is a good one. I've been to yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Very good. Um, what else? Uh, Delilah's, of course, everyone mm. knows. Yeah. That's, that's a good place. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really a bar frequenter because I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Uh, our neighbor across the hall uh, was having a going-away party. They're moving to Seattle, and we were at a bar at um, Virgin Hotel. I can't remember the name of the bar. That's, that's mm. on oh, the, something on the sixth second floor, floor. Yeah. Like the second yeah. floor there. But I, we walked in, and... We went up to the bar to get a drink, and, of course, I was going to order a whiskey, and I no. sort of started looking at the uh, collection, and I was like, okay, you know. Hmm. Maker's 46 it I, is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I have, like, the greatest collection in the world, but it, like, destroyed this bar, you yeah. know, and I'm like, well, okay, what, you know, what do they have? And I ended up ordering um, uh, an old-fashioned with Russell's Reserve, which oh, is nice. great, yeah. which is fantastic. Oh, nice. yeah. So, you know, they had, like, a few a few decent bottles, but it's funny, like, when you go into a bar like that and you're like, well, my collection at home is, like, mm. way better than this, yeah. so, like, why even go to a lot of a lot of bars, you gotcha. know? Yeah. Um, and, again, I'm not saying, like, I have this amazing, crazy collection, but... No, it's a conversation we have a yeah. lot about how the bar is moving back into the living room, and but... Day by day, more bars are opening up. Yeah, but if one bar is opening, one closed. True. You know, yeah. and, and there's a whole sort of reason. Speak, not necessarily all the way, always true. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And to go to a bar, there's a lot of reasons to go to a bar. Mm. Socialization, you know, just right. to hang out with friends and yeah. and that whole aspect of it, you know. So it's it's interesting, though, when you go into places like that. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, like in a prime spot in the city <laughs> and then you know you ex- you would expect to walk in there and be like oh they're gonna have like this really right. mm. nice selection and no it's just like your standard yeah you know kind of items 
gotcha. that, that are there. I'm always impressed by bars like that, though, when they can make really good cocktails with a small amount of uh, whiskeys on the back shelf, even spirits in general. Yeah, they did make a mean old-fashioned, for yeah. sure. There's a bar by me called Wang's. Wong's, I'm not really sure. I think it's called Wang's. It's in, Boy- <laughs> it's in Boys Town, so I'm sure it's called Wang, pronounced Wang's. It's got to be Wang. <laughs> um, but it's this really great Japanese restaurant, and then attached <laughs> to it's this little bar called Wang's or Wong's. I don't know. Who knows? But they have, they have like a sneaky good Japanese selection of whiskey, mm-hmm. and that's really about it. I mean, your best bourbon's probably Maker's 46 or something like that. Gotcha. But they make these amazing cocktails with what they have, and you always appreciate that. And they're, yeah, you know, sure. 11 $12 cocktails, too, versus paying 15 to $20, which you pay like in certain parts of downtown, gotcha. West Loop area. Um, you go to get a highball, and next thing you know, it's an $18 highball, and you're <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. That pour of whiskey's $9. Yeah. yeah. Why is that soda water so expensive? Soda water is <laughs> it's enough Oh, it was the orange. It was the orange <laughs> Oh, the slice of orange? Yeah, yeah that's it what it was. may have flown that yeah. over from Florida or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and they know. have the metal straws, too, so. Well, mm, ah, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you. that's where it all goes. Um, but no, why don't we uh, drink something on this whiskey podcast? Yeah, yeah. So Actually, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. I'll let you introduce yeah. the lineup that you brought. So I brought three whiskeys. We'll start, we'll start with two, and I brought these sort of as a Let's preview. Let's just get this out of the way. I don't know why. I, I, I actually want to try, try that. Oh, okay, I want to try that. Yeah. So I brought um, two of these as sort of a preview of what's coming up on the uh, next Sunday Night Fights mm-hmm. that uh, will be Sunday, February 23rd. 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. We are doing a battle of Colonel E.H. Taylor Straight Rye, bottled in bond, mm-hmm. against uh, one something of the newcomers. Just, something on the block. just happened in my pants. Oh, whoa, 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 wait. New Riff, oh, bottled yeah. in bond. Very tasty. So, this is kind of outside of what we normally do because we typically try to do stuff that is easily accessible. Correct. Um, not really expensive, and right. neither of these are actually really that expensive if you can buy them. Uh, or, you know, this one is, you're not get no one's selling this on the secondary market. It's $40 yeah. or so $45. 44, yeah, yeah. $45. See, that's, that's a great price. Yeah. And this, E.H. Taylor Straight Rye, if you can find it at retail, it's still only like $60-ish okay. yeah. right around there. So okay. they're not super expensive, but they're also not, Super available. What's the pinhook cost? The pinhook, which I brought, this one is so this is the cask strength rye. This is 55 is ish. Okay, I had a dram of it the other day in a bar yeah. and it was $19. What? For a pour, <laughs> two ounce pour. Uh, I don't one think it was even pour. A, probably one and a half. Oh, yeah, it's oh, like, pretty uh, expensive. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite bars in my neighborhood. No kind of. way they did that to you. Yeah. $18? $19. Yeah, it might $19? be $60. No. But I, I think, think it is closer to $60. It might be 60 bucks for the pinhook uh, cast strength. It is also a bar that only has six whiskeys, and it fancies itself as a cocktail bar. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So the, I mean, all the drinks are Old Forester, so that's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's but, good. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah, sorry to interrupt so there. We, uh, it's it's $56. I'll, uh, I'll open this. Yeah, we start with the new, new riff, riff then. Yeah. Yeah. And we can taste these and kind of... Uh, Hey, new riff. Gonna shout out the biddies yeah. on the world of whiskeys, whiskey to the world, world whiskeys. of whiskeys, world of whiskeys, world of whiskeys, world of whiskey, world of whiskey, world of whiskey, or is it ease? No, know. I think it's plural. Whiskeys, world of whiskeys. Yeah, world of whiskeys. March twenty eighth. Uh, twenty seventh. March twenty. Twenty six. Yes. Seventh. Twenty six. Oh no, you're right. Twenty six. Twenty yeah. seventh is whiskey. Five D eight. Twenty seven. What? Since you have somewhere to be, Jake, I won't pour us a. Oh, wait, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm a professional. This guy, this guy <laughs> can handle it. He's not going anywhere. I am. I have to go to the Uptown Provisions. Or, excuse me, yeah. Rogers, Rogers Park, Park Social. Social. Shout out to you guys. What up, Wally? What up, Wally? What up, Eric? What up, Leo? Crystal, Leo. Thank you. Thank you. I love these glasses. Tell me about these glasses. Yeah, these are nice glasses. So these are, um, surprisingly enough, these are from, I don't know if you know the website Food 52. Yeah. It's one of those restaurant type things. It's like a, I think it's like a foodie website. I actually don't read it, but um, I do get their ads in my Instagram uh, feed uh, quite often. So these glasses came up in the (laughs) Instagram feed last summer, and it's like a set of like, I don't know, 30 glasses, all different sizes. They, mm-hmm. you know, they stack on each yeah, other like that. this. Really I like nice. that a lot. So hmm. I bought them for like $99 is like a set of like... A thousand. Nice. So that's your... Uh, this is the riff? E. No, the E.H. Taylor, yeah. Um, oh, wow. This is... Straight rye. Cool. So when we... I think we kind of teased this one or... Um, so the, the guy that I do it with, uh, Mikey from the Bourbon and Rye Club, sort of teased this. I think he was doing a live with someone the other day and people mm. were like... Oh, that E.H. Taylor is going to absolutely destroy the, the new riff in that battle. But I don't know. People, if they haven't had this new riff, mm. like, these guys are making crazy good whiskey. Great whiskey. A at, small company. four years yeah, old. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, a cra- it's crazy to see how great it tastes, how expansive it is already in the market, getting a really nice, um, you know, compliments about it all across the board. Then also for the fact that the price point is right where it should be too. I mean, you're like you're talking forty to forty-five dollars. When all the distilleries around here first started in Chicago, I'm talking about, you're paying fifty-five dollars for two-year-old whiskey. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're paying sixty dollars sometimes for certain mash bills. Some of those brands are still paying that. Like Joe talked about a little bit. There's a reason why their their brands are premium at J. Henry. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to that podcast from last week, I would definitely go back and yeah, check it out because. Good. The in-depth procedure it goes into from building their farm to getting the kernels of those grains from that from that corn to make their essentially the only whiskey that can be created from it out there on the market. It's a totally unique whiskey in that sense. Waiting five years and then putting in and putting it in the barrel, being so patient, putting up like a big chunk of land too to take up uh, a lot of their profits from their farm to actually be. Um, bourbon makers yeah. and making yeah, some really sure. great whiskey. Yeah, and I can understand from the craft perspective, like having to charge more money because they don't, you yeah. know, these guys don't have the scale or the the um, ability to make as much whiskey as yeah. obviously is all the big guys. So, yeah. and it's more costly to do so, so they have to charge a bit more. But hmm. I find that like especially like New Riff, I, I think that, you know, they're paying attention to the sourcing of their of their grain maybe a little bit more and and all that makes a difference before, you know, it even hits the still if you have a, a great product before you even start, um, you know, turning it into the beer and then distilling it. I mean, you're starting with something good, you're going to end up with, with, with something good. So 100%. I think a lot of these craft guys are, are yeah. really paying attention to that. I think yeah. Wilson and I were taught that at our, at our first distillery, too, very we well. Like, the juice that came off by using really nice grains, yes. using very clean technologies as well. well. The juice coming off the still was always very, very, very pleasant. It was. Yes. Yeah. It was very inviting to the nose. Even to even the new make alone was just like, that's going to be... But, it's really cool. But those guys drinking the tails at Blum Brothers a couple weekends ago, yeah. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, oh. you know, it was, yeah, you know, 
I was like, I'll smell it, <laughs> yeah. but I don't need to drink I the tried tails. It. Did you? Yeah, I tried it. Some guys, are taking, some guys are taking sips of yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, hmm. I just, I, I dipped my finger and I, you yeah. know, yeah, I didn't as take sips should. of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Guys yeah. are just, hey. No, no, it was uh, crazy, but... No. Um, I'll shout out the Blum Brothers. Saw they're moving in some new barrels today in the new space. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Shout out yeah. to the bombs up there, the Blumbies. Hey, Matt Brown, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to get one of those in. Yeah, right? yeah you know. It's required. You know, how, you know, I always say that. If you ever hit the lottery, you know how many FUs that buys you? Ooh. Oh, my God. Good point. Oh, my God. I like that. Top 10. I have it right now. Do you buy lottery tickets ever? I do. You do? Only when I go see my dad. Really? Yeah. My dad spends $20 a day on lottery <laughs> tickets. $20 a day? $20 a day. So mm-hmm. we'll, like, we'll wake up, we'll, you know, get ready, blah, blah, blah. we'll do whatever we got to do around the house, and any little projects. We'll you know what I spend $20 a day on? Booze? Food? Coffee? Booze. Probably Not coffee. coffee. You usually get a shit ton of coffee. Oh, yeah, but just at home. I was going to say Hooters, but... Oh. oh what? <laughs> no, 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 never mind. Love it. Let's go back to the whiskey. Yeah, let's go back yeah. to whiskey. So, so you so, poured us the so riff we, first. So we give a, um, a taste. Yeah, this... I don't know if you kept track of what's in what class. Yeah, so I it's did. riff first, E.H. So, yeah, Taylor second. The riff is... Um, it's a very pleasant nose. It's awakening my cold, or turning it down, I guess, in a good way. I don't mean to say this in a rude way, but it reminds me of Vicks, Vapor Rub. No, it does have like a, a menthol sense it does, to it. Oh, we, yeah, 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 there's it like does. a minty, there's a mintiness it. Yeah. to it. It reminds me of the nose on McKenna 10, the barrel pick that I've said this before. They had oh, got I've so much menthol had, in it at Fountainhead. They had a barrel barrel pick from them, must have been 2018, and it was such a menthol taste to it. It was so good. This does have that. I, I totally agree with that. Cheers, well, gentlemen. Yeah, cheers. Thank you, Chris. Hmm. This is my first time with the bottle and bond. Yeah, it's uh, the nose really comp- matches the taste I as agree. well. Yeah, very much, very much so. It it reminds me of an Andy's candy. Hmm, I can see that. There's a mintiness mm-hmm. and a slight very low spice. Very low spice. Yeah. yeah, for about for a bib. Yeah, yeah. what's sweet the proof and on minty? Hundred hundred proof. Interesting. Sweet well, and, yeah, it has yeah. to be. Duh. Sweet and it sweet and minty. It could be. That's that's a sweet, solid, very, very minty. Okay, I got minty on the two. Yeah. yeah, I know that was because the first thing I've had today. This will make a kick-ass. Other than toothpaste, julep. Oh kick yeah, ass julep, right, kick-ass julep, kick-ass. Um, I could see that in a nice old-fashioned yeah. Manhattan. Anything really. This would be, and it would cut through a lot of you know a lot of the um, other things that you're mixing into the drink. A Boulevardier with some mm. nice uh, Aperol because Campari. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried using, um, did you say using Aperol instead of Campari? Always use Aperol. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I was. Making. That's all you want to know? That's all I want to know because I agree with you 100%. You can't know, do the Campari. I don't even know this restaurant is here. It's an Italian joint over by the Red Line stop on Sheridan. Hmm. Okay. Um, when we had. Is it on the Sheridan side or on the Irving Park side? South of Irving. South of Irving. Gotcha. Like right and off the stop. Okay. I can't think of what it's called, but um, they had one bartender there who reminded me a lot of our old coworker Shannon from Wisconsin. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> awesome. And she made a, I don't even know what you would really call it, but with the barrel-aged gin, she started making a lot of Aperol drinks with it because it really complements the orange flavor to it. And nice. I, she just, like, turned me on to that. And then that long that night of Campari shots that one time turned me oh, on to Campari. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. Campari shots, shit, huh? Why shots? 
Sometimes you act like a bartender, and sometimes it's revealed you're not a bartender. <laughs> you're just a guy at the microphone that sells whiskey. <laughs> so should we give the um, yeah. EHT a try here? I yeah, I want to for like a while. I yeah. haven't had EHT Tyler. Is, it's hard. It's hey, this is forever. Yeah. I know in a lot of places it's not hard to find, but I've only seen it once in Chicago. Is that what they have at Bitter Pops? What no. What in Bitter, at Bitter Pops, they had the small batch. Okay. I didn't uh, small, small batch, batch uh, bourbon. bourbon. I didn't pay attention yeah. to what they, they uh, had. A, they had a... They probably had 10 bottles last yeah. weekend oh, yeah. when, I, when I was in there, what which I was there? shocked at. I was there... Saturday. Okay. Was there Friday night? Yeah, it was there Friday night doing a tasting. Yeah. yeah. I was there Saturday morning, right after they opened. Oh, okay. Nice. But, um, yeah, also this Also, great ride. craft selection. If you're looking for oh, a little small, oh, carrying craft selection Forget of whiskey. Yeah. It. Oh. Gins, too. Like, really good. All the best gins out there for craft so selection. Well, cool yeah. very well curated. Very well curated. No port, though, Megan. You have no port, Megan. <laughs> She's like, Jake, you're the only person who asked that question. I had one port in here one time. Yeah. <laughs> I like a good. I like a good port. A good port for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I got to try to get an upsell on a port at off premise. It's about one hundred and fifteen dollars oh. per bottle. I'm like, well, Shit. I don't like it that much. <laughs> yeah, that's a good shop too. Yeah. Um, they've got a tightly curated yeah. selection there. But really um, interesting barrel picks they have. Oh, there. very yes. Yeah. Um, I heard that they're going to try to do thirty barrel picks next year. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. So that whole shelf pretty much becomes a barrel pick, essentially. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, that's well, an interesting model, I think, um, which I like. Yeah, it's it's a cool shop. Yeah. I mean, it's there's not much to it. Yeah, that's what yeah. makes it really cool. I it's, love the dog, Honey. I love yeah. her dog. It's kind of confusing if you go in the first couple times you go in there for like, is that table their work? Yeah, is there work? Yeah, that's right in the middle. Yeah. Like, you're, like, do I talk to you there? Yeah. <laughs> but they're good people there. Yeah. It's good because when I met with Pete the last time I went mm. in there, I loved it because he took me back to previous life before I got into the, this industry. He was using a Chromebook. So I was just like, how do you like that Chromebook? He goes, oh, I love this thing. And I'm like, I love it too. You know, I didn't say anything else, yet, but it just took me back to that previous life. So I just, I love to see it when it's being used. So it's like. Sorry, not cool. that I had anything to do. Yeah, this sorry is, about that. This is a Apple yes. podcast. Yeah, I'm down with that, too. <laughs> Obviously, we are, because the technology is working so well today. Yeah, this is a very deep tea nose. So, yeah, the EHT. The nose, you get tea. Like a very dark, brewed tea. Your microphone's three feet away from you. That's a very good note. I, I like that. Oh, a black, I can see it. A black tea. Black tea? No, yeah. yeah. A black tea. There's Sp- like, Much more spicier than the new riff oh, on the for nose. Sure. On the yeah, nose. sure. That spice comes through on this, I think, a little bit more. Hmm. I like the tea note. I, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, uh, yeah. I'm gonna take that. I've been into some good tea cocktails recently. Oh yeah. Yeah, green tea cocktails. Green tea. Yeah. Which um, like an upper and a downer. In a yeah. Highball. In a highball. Yeah, With I some tonic that. is nice. Hmm. Or even club soda. Club soda. Mm-hmm. Not soda water. Club soda. Club soda. Is there a difference, Wilson? No, I just that's how I call it. I sent Brittany to the store to get some uh, soda water to make old fashions because she wanted old fashions. I'm like, well, we don't have old soda water. So she comes back with... Uh, um, Seltzer? No. Uh, what's the uh, green bottles? <laughs> um, Perrier? Per- yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, it kind of works. kind of works. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I love it. A yeah. little bit. Shout out to a little bit. I love yeah. her to death. <laughs> She's uh, she's adorable. She's just uh, having a good old time at the NBA All Star Weekend right now. Right. Sponsoring, Very nice. a, sponsoring a party. 
Big old Jim Bame in the house. Yeah, before Beam Centauri flies me down to St. Lucia. <laughs> nice. Hmm. Well, yeah, should we really, give this a taste, yeah, guys? Cheers. Oh, cheers. Great nose on it. Yeah, it's a really beautiful nose. Traditional spiciness to it, much more. Towards the back end. It really mellows out very nicely. Yeah, this Ooh, one is definitely something spicier. In, that, something that oh, rises. Like, like a... Is that licorice? Anise. Anise. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. There is there's definitely that note in there. Yeah. Kind of... It's more aggressive than the the new riff, I feel like. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, spicier. I, would, I don't know if I believe if new riff was a rye by drinking it blindly. If it was just, if it, I would, maybe a little wheat is in there because it's so soft and really? pleasant. Yeah, I don't know why. So you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't call that a rye at all? No, no, I know, it's a rye. But no, you, I'm just saying by the taste. You I, said by a blind a taste. A blind taste. Of it, I would okay. think maybe there's something else in the mash bill. Fabulous. Like it had a wheat in it okay. or that was. Um, it is soft. Yeah. It is soft. No, I, would, so I wouldn't guess it's all rye. Is there so you, yeah, you I don't know what the mash bill is. Would you consider like maybe barely oh, legal yeah, rye? Yeah, so it is ninety five percent rye, five percent malted rye. So it's a hundred percent rye, really? but five percent is malted, malted rye. rye. Huh. That's so that's very taste. interesting. Well, you think the maltiness would bring out more of a spicy character? Mm. Granted, this rye. Is, that was the uh, the neck pour I've never had a that, we, that we had out of there. So yeah, maybe okay. it, it'll change. Yeah, uh, I mean bit. that's why I left some. So, but this um, this kernel, the kernel that's a good that's a fantastic rye. That would also be really really good in a in a cocktail. Oh yeah, whiskey sour. Ooh, there's something about God. I can't put the pumice. There's something else in there. I like the licorice note. That's definitely there. Yeah, that's probably why. But I'm it not comes a fan. through with like a. Some kind of punchy. There's something else, right? Spiciness. Like I almost like almost like. Is it a, like a, a very ripe apricot, or something? Something like that. Something rotting. Not in. Not, 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 not no, to no. just not to disgust anyone like or something very ripe. Up, yeah, like a yeah. Ripe, very pungent. Like a plum. Ish. There's there is like a sweet, very yeah. sweet ripe. Something like kind of note in there. Yeah. Like an orchard fruit of some sort, or Has, yeah, and even now on the nose, it's prominent. Not, not, not so much an orchard fruit, but I don't know. So, hmm. if you guys had to choose after just one sip there, or do you want to do another another sip of these? Yeah, I, haven't I would revisited do, the new I would riff revisit, yet. but if we right. had to do it right now, I would go new riff. You would you? I would. All right, I'm gonna go new riff just real quick. Yeah, I need to rinse my palate with a. a there beer. you go with a drop of beer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these are very very different from each other. I wonder what the um, I'm assuming the Taylor Rye is. Yeah, I would go new riff. Interesting. Hmm. Crystal, what do you do? So I'm just going to take a real quick taste. Yeah, of yeah it. Take go for it. DHT. I, I have revisited. Yeah, you get some water over there. The canteen is full. It's interesting because it's there's both some completely different. It's two different whiskeys. Totally different profile. I would definitely guess, like, by t- tasting them blindly, I'd probably say, oh, New Rift's probably a craft brand. Um, yeah. Because a lot of craft brands have that small, that softer taste to it. Not all, not all, but a lot of them, especially the ones around here, which I really do appreciate because I, I kind of grew up drinking Templeton, right? Mm, yeah. And the fake 
Templeton, yeah, right? Fake. <laughs> I don't know if I talked. I thought I talked about that on the podcast yeah. before. How, yeah, all my childhood hopes and dreams were just <laughs> ruined one day by the <laughs> former owner of uh, Templeton Rye. Yeah, but well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, what up, I, Brett? I, Brett, who? Sagamore. Double B seventy two. Hey, Brett, we getting drinks tomorrow at Monkey Spa? You said eight, Monkey's at uh, 8 o'clock, you said? 8 o'clock. Hey, Brett, I'm also thinking about recording a um, drunk podcast tomorrow night because the <laughs> wife is out of town. So <laughs> if anybody else would also want to record a drunk podcast in my apartment after we have a few cocktails and drinks at Monkey's Spa, so um, that's a let me know. Rye, right? 95 yeah, regular so rye. New Riff is, yeah, 95%, 95% rye, 5% malted rye. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the EHT... So each Taylor comes out of the Mash Bill One, I think, on Buffalo Trace. Okay. So it's so Mash Bill One. So that's high, I, it's a yeah. high. I don't it's, recall I think what it's Mash a, Bill One is, but it's definitely right. got three grains in, in it. It's yeah. definitely a three grain Mash Bill. I'm gonna guess rye malted barley wheat. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Oh, what actually, the, would be the uh, rye Mash Bill, not Mash Bill One. No. So it would be it, the it rye be Mash wheat. Bill. It wouldn't be wheat. It doesn't have somebody out there do some uh, do some check for us. Yeah, someone out there. Um, <laughs> do a I, I know. I know what, one I is know. bourbon. That's right. So it wouldn't be that. I know what I would do. So you're definitely going new riff. I do. I, I think the malted rye in the new riff offers a light underneath a nuttiness that's underneath. Yeah, that nut. Yeah, there's a slight nuttiness underneath. There's a simple characteristic to it um, that I get from our twofold that that vanilla like kind okay. of a softer buttery taste to it. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely that. Yeah, there's just there's an underlying. Not, they're two, they're, I like them very much both, but for a rye, there's one that I stand out for me. Where would you go, Jake? I'm gonna go with E.H. Taylor. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I like I like the traditional spiciness to it. You I like the characteristics yeah, how they linger towards the back end as well. Um, I'm thinking cocktail wise, it's a little more versatile with yes. the spiciness to it. It's gonna come through, I think, um, with all the other ingredients built into m- multiple different cocktail styles. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also just sipping on it. If I was going to do like a night zipper, I'd probably go with the new Riff because I like something soft at night yes. to finish my day. And That's a good point. Um, rye, but this rye, it has those characteristics and it has a little bit of those citrusy notes to it that you kind of get from a rye, but nothing overwhelming as well. And I think it's a little more... Um, it, I, th- I actually think new Riff's more full-bodied, but I like the characteristics, the more palate-enriching flavors that come out of the E.H. Taylor. All right, so I'm going to be the tiebreaker on this for the uh, impromptu uh, Friday afternoon fight Friday that we're afternoon having. Friday afternoon rumble. Fight. Rumble? <laughs> Friday afternoon rumble yeah. in, in the jungle. In the jungle of Beguile. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with new riff on this. Sweet. Um, but, Jake, you make very good points because these are these have so different. two different kind of flavor profiles, yeah. and they... If I want to just sit there and sip, like you said, I would I would sip on the new riff. But if I wanted to make a cocktail that's got some punch to it, yeah. I would go with the EHT. But in overall, I, I would lean new riff on this, which is amazing. Like these guys are just doing some incredible stuff. Yeah, yeah the, a, taking nothing away from new riff because yeah, no, um, it was one of those it's one of those brands that hit Chicago real hard. Like, it was like just a punch in yeah, the face. Like, hey, we're really here. Did. I mean, Barstown's doing fast, it right man. now as well. Um, yeah. Wilderness Trail has done it too. 
which I love. I love how these other craft brands with the Kentucky um, emblem on their chest is coming up here and saying, like, hey, we're doing something different, but we're honoring tradition of what's been going on in Kentucky for the last 250 years. Um, but we're going to do something our own way and pave our own way to it, which I really, really do appreciate. And I bought a, little, I bought a bottle of their bourbon for um, Bourbon Heritage Month. And oh, you did do that. Drank that for the that. month, yeah. which was about 10 days. I had that bottle. <laughs> uh, just sipping on it each and every night and was totally impressed by everything that they were doing. Yeah, um, the E.H. Uh, e. Taylor, the and the licorice um, undernote, just I'm not a fan of licorice, mm. so it's already off-putting to me. Um, I should probably also say that uh, the reason why I picked up on the anise note yeah. when, you, right when you mentioned it is because my family makes homemade anise candy, mm, and it's my, one of my favorite flavors. I love that yeah, flavor. Yeah, you love so, uh, what, whenever, is it. Is a... Uh, Dark candy, or is it? I don't um, think I've ever seen a nanis candy. It's like a, it's a deep red. It's a deep red. Yeah, yeah. Right. crystal rock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of them are maroon. Kind of looks more like a root beer candy. Ours Sweet. in the Polistrini family. Shout out to you, Uncle Dave. Cousin Pete, <laughs> what up, baby? Oh, that's right. Yeah. The so caramels are fantastic. Cousin, it's getting passed down to Cousin Pete. Nice. Your, the legacy will end then. Because oh, it's, it's just Cousin Pete. We can't trust him. I can't rely on him. <laughs> I, was, I was asking people if they were going to finish theirs. And oh, like, at the wedding? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll take them. I think I came home with like five pieces. Nice. That was delicious. I, I guess that's the only thing I ate that day. Caramels to me is like, it's just a sexy candy, man. It's like... Ch- chocolate's great. I love chocolate. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. caramel is sticky, sweet, and sexy. That's why man. you like bourbon, man? Fucking yeah. a, yeah, yeah. No, but that well that anise flavor is definitely present there for me. So that's kind of why yeah. I probably pulled a little more closer to that. But it's really, really good. With that said, they're both uh, yeah. really great whiskeys. Yeah. I mean, if you can find nice whiskeys, if you can find these, if you have the distribution for New Riff, this it's like a one hundred percent buy. If you yeah. see that, I think. And then I also think the same thing. If you see the E.H. Taylor uh, straight rye on mm-hmm. the shelf, buy it because, uh, of course, if it's at retail price, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay you know, 120 bucks for it, but <laughs> um, it's like, I think it's only like a $60 bottle at, at retail. Yeah. If you um, don't mind me asking, how much have you paid for a bottle? What's the most highest you've paid for a bottle? See, I've actually been very good about not... I've bought nothing on the secondary yeah, market. Here. I've never done it. Uh, I overpaid. The only bottle I've overpaid for that I wanted to have is a uh, Heaven Hill six-year bottled and bond. Mm. It's the white label. Yep. It's no longer made. They make the green label yeah. uh, six-year. That's all over Kentucky still, but yeah. they stopped doing the uh, six-year bottled and bond. Now they have the seven-year that came out, okay. which uh, is all over Chicago. But I paid um, $70 for the six-year Heaven, Heaven Hill white label. White label. Mm-hmm. So that is a secondary price. I bought it from a store um, that had it. Um, I think that retailed for like $15 or yeah. less yeah. in Kentucky. Oh, for sure. So obviously I paid like way more Uber. than what it, uh, <laughs> what, it was, what it was worth, but... It's also no longer made, so I yeah, wanted yeah. to. I just wanted to have it to be able to compare it to the new, the new, the new seven years. Replaces year. it mm-hmm. or whatnot. I remember having it for the first time, and it was at um, in South Beloit at um, <laughs> oh my god, the stores Everett's in South Beloit. Mm. Uh, shout out to Maddie. Uh, he's one of the uh, um, operators there. Great guy, knows the industry. Um, I went in there to pitch, obviously, my brand, and then was there for, like, two and a half hours, 
And into hour number two, he's just like, hey, Wilson, why don't you go in that closet behind you, grab something to pour us. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. And that's exactly what I grabbed. Yeah. Chris, I grabbed the Heaven Hill six six year old white label because I've never had it. I've mm. never seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had to try it. And and you know. people will call me an idiot for paying what I did for oh, it. But I, I think I would follow suit. But I the reason I did is because I'll never I'll yeah. never see that bottle ever again. Probably it's, ever again. It's, so it's different with that. Yeah, coming into play because yeah. at Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Um, it's kind of the most expensive bottles I probably have purchased, which is a whiskey club. It started in Scotland. Now it's in like 35 countries. Yeah. And they do all these barrel picks, these really rare barrel picks all over the country of Scotland. And um, there might be only like, you know, 35 bottles sometimes in a barrel pick. There might be 200 bottles, whatever you might get out of it. But once that batch of whiskey is gone, it's gone forever. Yeah. And I yeah. think with taxes, I most ever paid for a bottle. It came from there. Oh, that I'm last pretty one sure. that you purchased. Yeah, I remember that. I, I think it I think it was the one for my wedding, but it didn't come in time for the wedding, so it didn't okay. have it. Yeah. Um, but it was like with tax like hundred and twenty. Yeah. And it was and like that's eighty shipping though too. Shipping right? tax, yeah, 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 all that that's, stuff. That's not bad. So it was like an eighty five dollar bottle yeah. at first. Um with ten percent off, so then yeah. but you had everything in. Considering, though. So Considering, I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't think I actually answered your question appropriately. No, I didn't it's fine. I didn't I didn't answer with what I've paid uh, the highest I paid for a bottle I think I answered with I don't buy uh, secondary and I paid overpaid for that uh, yeah. Heaven Hill but I everything that I have purchased beyond that bottle has, has been, been retail. retail price but the most I've paid retail is for Kentucky Owl mm. Batch 9 Bourbon yeah. which retails for a lot of money it's yeah. $300 yep. Um, but I will, t- I will tell you, and that, that's the retail price and that's yep. what I paid for it, right. um, at Benny's. And I think there's still a couple, uh, on the I, shelves yeah. around Chicago, but I'm sure that I saw is the day in the back room or the whatever room to be honest, uh, $300 is a lot of money to pay for anything, especially mm-hmm. a whiskey. And, but the Kentucky Owl Batch 9 is ridiculous. Yeah. It is like one of those whiskeys that's eye-opening hmm. when you when you drink it and you're like, oh, so that's what a well-blended, aged mm. whiskey tastes like. Yep. And you're like, okay, so this just like changed my perspective on what whiskey can be when it's blended great by a master blender and has these different age stocks within the blend. I think that has like all the way up to, I don't know if I'm right on this, but I think it has 17, somewhere, somewhere around there. Like that's the oldest age. A 17 year old. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes, there's like, I think five or six different, um, whiskeys in their age age range it's definitely um, taking back from my help traditional me again, um bring to mind again kentucky owl there it's a they don't they source correct they're are they or, orphan barrels that they source or is it no it's not orphan barrels so it started just, out just they just started sourcing aged mm-hmm. okay aged so, it's, whiskey. so they source and that's just yeah. a matter of it's kind now, of bringing back it, traditional blending houses that what happened in scotland of buying barrels from all over the country and blending your own whiskeys together so we're talking about reaching to like into the Virginias and Pennsylvania. Well, that Kentucky and all that. Owl is all Kentucky. All Kentucky. Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. So, so they were, okay. they started out sourcing all aged Kentucky bourbons. Okay. Yeah. They've gone into the rise. Okay. Um, so they've done some of those. And of course they've, they sold to uh, Stoli group 
I don't know, a few years ago, but... Um, oh, did they? Yes. Oh, I didn't know So that. there's okay. going to be some expansion, of course, and some, some different things Very happening. Cool. But the master blender, Dixon Deadman, who has been with the brand from the beginning and, and started up, it's like a family brand of his, like okay. uh, Kentucky Owl was the back in the owl. day. What's he go by? On he his... goes by the old the owl. The old owl, uh, yeah. Shout out to Dixon. Sh- shout out to Dixon. I um, remember seeing him in your... Sh- um, well, yeah, yeah, I did have... attempt. I did have... Uh, I had, yeah. And he did come back, so I did <laughs> actually get back. an interview yeah. uh, with nice. him. I haven't um, gotten to see that yet. Really so. good guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's still part of the brand after after they uh, sold to Stoli and still involved in the, like blending of the age stock I think that they had on hand and um, so they he's done some rise he's they started with bourbons they're at like batch nine of the bourbon they're going to re- be releasing batch four of the rye and that's it for rise mm. at least at least from I think from like what they had sourced gotcha before I don't know what their um, plans are going forward but uh, gotcha Interest, interesting company, yeah. and but that that's the most I've ever paid for a bottle, and it <laughs> and honestly, what did you what do you feel like you got from that bottle, taste wise, flavors, um, it and is, the different experience. So the so the one thing that just stands out on that bottle is the finish is just absolutely ridiculous. Like you drink that and you and you have it in your mouth and you swallow that whiskey and it just never stops like okay long finish. it's just like gotcha con- and like continuing flavors just just like popping into your onto your palate at long after you've mm. drank it and swallowed it gotcha and it's just and that was like what made me kind of like sit up and and be like wow this is yeah this is crazy like what 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 uh an aged bourbon can be mm-hmm. yeah and I'd, I'd never really had an experience like that, so that was eye-opening. But it's just, like, everything about it is just, like, super intense. Mm-hmm. Like, all the flavors are intensified. It has all those traditional, you know, bourbon flavors. You get the caramels, the vanillas, all that stuff. But it's, like, those at 10-plus, you yeah. know, on, on the flavor scale and just jumps out at you. So... I tend to say it's worth. It was worth the money, <laughs> even though I mean it's it's a lot of money, and yeah, I get it. Shit ton of money, man. But I Let me mean, do the math for you. Ta- that's, I, two, I'll, that's two new tires in your car. So here's the thing: if you guys invite me back on again, I will Never. bring the Kentucky oh All Batch God, Nine, dude. and we'll taste it, and you'll understand what I'm saying. Oh, you don't have to do that's that. That's twelve dollars. Yeah. That's that's. Hold on a second. Three hundred dollars divided by twenty-five. Wilson's doing math. That's twelve dollars an ounce. Yeah. That's not bad, actually. It's all right. I actually got some gift cards for Christmas oh, that uh, that oh. uh, I used to nice. uh, to offset the well, that works. the that works. Uh, cost of that significantly. But um, I yeah. like that. So I, I like we, that strategy. Yeah. I do like that strategy. That's, That's the what, only reason dude, well why played. I bought the bottle. Yeah, well played then. Because I had a significant amount of money on gift cards from Christmas. Right. So I um, love it. That's you know why what? I bought it. I was. Uh, <laughs> you know how I use my Benny gift cards? How do you do that? Um, Brittany has her beam bucks. Oh, that's right. And I like to go in there and purchase a lot of beam products at the end of the year. Nothing wrong with that. When Brittany doesn't spend her money. Yeah, it's like, hey, do can I get this? All right, let's get that. You know, I've been looking. I was looking at the bottles, and I'm I'm very big on just branding, bottling, just Mm. small details. Here's a detail that I want to ask you, gentlemen, about. Um, If if you look at the new Rift bottle. Um, there's some green on it. 
Yeah. Is it me or a, or is that the color that's designated to rye whiskeys? It seems to be the color. It does. And does anyone know why? And I, I posed this question to Fred Minnick on his Twitter oh, feed. Yeah. What do you say? And he's actually, he's like, I am literally writing. There's a historical reason. Is he? And he's writing an article about it now. So. Does he wear a green ascot when he drinks rye? You know, it's a good question. <laughs> I think I, he does. He wears many ascots. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I guess it depends on what shirt he's wearing or what jacket True. or whatnot. You know, yeah. you got to coordinate. A man of sense. style. A man of style. Mr. Fred Minnick. So shout out to Fred Minnick. What's up? What up, Fred? Um, I know he's not listening. Uh, you never know, bro. You <laughs> never know. I may have sent him, you know, a, a nice little invite via Instagram. Oh, to come to, on the podcast? To join on, you know. Who's to say? <laughs> I'm you sure know. he'll come right on. I'm not afraid of those dudes. Hey, you know what? Lou Bryson's coming on. Lou Bry. Yeah. Hey, Big Lou. That's awesome. Yeah. Big Lou's birthday today. I saw that. Is it? Nice. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday Lou. Lou. Yeah, and even though we wished him a happy birthday earlier in the week, happy belated birthday to Bob. Oh, yeah, I did that as well. We, Bob and the same age now again. Wow. Yeah, so You and Bob are both 12 years old. 12 years old, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Working in the whiskey industry for 12 it. years since we were born. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So Bob Zacharias of uh, the great uh, establishment of Fountainhead. Shout out to Bob. Great guy, man. I great did, guy. Um, great family. Yeah. Oh, man, I tell Aaron you and I had a great, great... Uh, drunken conversation the other night. Good. So, oh, yeah. did you go to oh, Barn Bueno or were you at Fountainhead? No, we were at Fountainhead. Um, it was after the Ben <laughs> tasting. <laughs> oh, that's right. You were yeah, there. Yeah, I wondered how do you, how do you pronounce that? Uh, ben Ruck. Ben Ruck. Ben Ruck. Ruck. I love how... Is it like Graham? It's like... This picture Graham saying it. And, uh, yeah. Then I'll just have I, Graham I, say I it. I love how... I always thought this too. When, you, and when we did the first uh, podcast with Graham back in June... <laughs> Um, I think we didn't release it until, until yeah. September. But the parallel of Spanish and Scottish is so, th- so much there. Oh, well, look the pronunciation Callum, of the words. Callum speaks very good Spanish. Great Spanish. Hmm. I mean, better than mine, honestly. I mean, it's, there's something hmm. to be said. I mean, I have a it's, dialect yeah. of Spanish. Yeah. He speaks a proper Spanish. Yeah. As does Lindsay. Lindsay was a linguistic. She has her master's in linguists. Mm. So it's like her Spanish is... She understands more, knows more about the spelling, and more of like a worldly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Than my the Spanish, Mexico. which gets me by. I can communicate with all Spanish-speaking com- mm. co- uh, countries, but it is interesting how very di- di- broken it differs up. so much. Yeah, we have a lot of slang. We have a lazy tongue. You know, in Mexico. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I always open build that up. wall <laughs> around Puerto Rico. <laughs> But yeah, maybe I'm not a racist <laughs> for our live yeah, Instagram. Yeah, you want to make sure that that's you know, clear. Yeah, I did post a uh, Trump kind of post the other day. I saw that. Was yeah. it? Oh, well, it was actually mocking Trump about Were the uh, the, uh, the decline era, yeah. in the uh, sales of, oh, of which whiskey I to talk about. overseas. I'm not sure we'll get to that today. Well, but we can talk. I about mean, we can talk about it. We, yeah. you know, we have I mean, time. you'll have time. We have time. Um, about 20 minutes. Yeah, we're good. Before right. the let's hit this pin hook though. Yeah. So this is yeah. So so you're talking. No, I, I've already finished my bottle. Oh, you had a bottle? When I bought oh, you yours, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Which bought I still this haven't one. opened that bottle. Dude, so I have two bottles oh, on, so on, have at Pinhook unopened. Actually, this is the first time I'm trying the Pinhook Cask Strength, cask strength Batch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is their batch that they came out with in December, yeah. November-ish, yeah. or whenever it was. Oh, indeed. Yeah. But I have a single barrel selection of the Cask Strength Rye from uh, a shop in... Louisville, when I was down there, they nice. had they had one. So I've had rye humor, but only in a single barrel store pick, and it I, was 
ridiculous. I my, I'm sure I'm had the cast strength. I'm not sure, I assume based on a bar, they probably wouldn't have a barrel pit or a single barrel. But probably not. No, not this bar. What's in Chicago, <laughs> to my understanding, and the, and the reason why I know this is like this is the brand that I come up against fucking everywhere. <laughs> and um, but you know what? It's a very good oh, fucking rum. Yeah. It's yeah. delicious. Shout out to Sean Joseph because it's their own brand too. It's their own brand. Now this is MGP. This is MGP. Yeah. But his he's a he's a master psalm by yeah. trade, and he's just applied that to what, the blending. Exactly. Of these and that's brands. what I mean. Is like the, yeah. the whole, there's a characteristic in oh, there where it says everything about it says wine style and elegance, mm-hmm. but then they're complementing it with really great whiskey. Absolutely, yeah. they, and I, I just love everything about it. So they are t- like you know there's the MGP everyone there's the MGP fanboys out there. I it's yeah it's great it's. It's fantastic stuff. <laughs> what up, but Harrison? What up, Harrison? I feel like uh, Pinhook takes that to like the next level. Absolutely, they, absolutely. They are taking the stock that they own mm-hmm. and that they've aged, and they are like, Sean is blending this just masterfully. Yep, they're into doing just yeah. which we also talked about last week with Joe was the art of blending too, yes. and how important it is for everything. It's huge, yeah. absolutely. Well, also it's shout huge. out to Brett down there at Castle and Key. Um, he's also it helps Sean assists Sean I should say in the blending and Brett's a phenomenal mind and, and wealth of knowledge mm-hmm. um, are they coming up for Whiskey Week? Um, I don't I do not know maybe I, you should uh, see maybe if they want to come on the out. podcast yeah, that'd be cool if he, if he came up Oh, yeah. So, By the way, if anybody is uh, around on March 27th, after we interview Lou Bryson, if you can't tell, we have a very wide, uh, <laughs> vast area of seats over here. So we're going to do another podcast after that. Whoever just shows up, um, talk about getting drunk on a Friday afternoon after a very long week of work. Uh, we will be hanging out March 27th. Let's call it 3 p.m. And um, <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Uh, whoever wants to come by and talk on a podcast after uh, we drink some whiskey from, well, all week. All week. I'll be at South by Southwest the week before, so I'll probably be drunk gonna, heading into that. You're going to have fun. I think we'll we did, you just hit the uh, one-hour mark on IG. Are we dead? So it Are we it, dead? It kicked you off. Yeah, Goodbye. So no, no more IG uh, stream right so now. So this, this now. I was timing it, but I forgot. This is an amazing rye. Yeah, so this is. The nose. Nose is really that was good. a fast hour. So aged at least <laughs> <laughs> aged at least three years. So we're looking at a, a three plus year uh, MGP rye, but the oh. nose on this is so crazy. Um. So this is a, and I know this is really fucked up. A nope. dark, downy, or dark yeah a dark downy softener. Oh, like yeah, for laundry detergent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's a very deep lavender. Dark, yeah, um, just. Now, what is that? There's something in there. It's almost like oh. this will be funny too. It's like if you took a, a bunch of flowers, mm-hmm. put them in like oil and it like is Valentine's Day, like where you're going, and and like uh, reduce or like oil and sugar yes. and like reduce that. Yes. Yeah. And there is, is like this a simple syrup <laughs> note to it. Floral 100%. flowers in simple syrup. Let's go, go with like that. that. Can we go with that? Yeah. Let's do that. It's yeah. like a sweet, deep flowery kind of aroma. It's like if you're sitting at a diner and all around you is just like pancakes and waffles of syrup bench in there and like there's like that flowery background to it. Mm. This is beautiful. Well, so that wins of the three rise today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. 
the nose on that. Oh. Oh. Oh, it, wow. it does not do the taste justice, personally. I love how the nose, though, comes back towards the end of the drink. Yes. And it, comes, it has that, like, lavender kind of experience to it. Yeah. So this definitely punches you with it, a nice dose of heat. It's like if you're almost, if you're building a, um, a floral count. That's for a gin mash it's bill, absolutely beautiful. And you're, it's everything sitting there before it goes in the gin basket or wherever, however you uh, blend your um, your, your florals note. into the actual spirit. It's all sitting there together, but with a with a whiskey with a rye whiskey experience. That's it's amazing. What, I feel like I represent a set of ryes that are outstanding. This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and and this, you know. Obviously, the other two that we tasted are 100 proof. This comes in at 114, so okay, it's gonna have it's gonna have a little more punchiness to it. There is there is a little there's definitely a depth of flavor there oh, on yeah. this that um, it really just grabs your palate and like and it just sits on it just sits on your tongue. This is a beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah, really this good. This is a meadow. In the evening, sun is setting <laughs> off Pitt Street Bridge in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, wow. cousin, cousin Pete was listening, by the way. Yeah. Or viewing, I should say. Sweet. Shout out to Cousin Pete. <laughs> so if you had to put these against those other two. Oh, this by far, hands down. Yeah. I think this is the best rye that we yeah. tasted to, that we tasted hands today. Down. Absolutely. And we only had one sip of this, and we're already like, yeah. yep. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Which is incredible, because you look at this, this is a... A little, probably a little over three years, mm-hmm. uh, based on what it says on the label here. But this is where, like, the blending um, yes. and also like that that cask strength proof point mm-hmm. comes in, where there's you know there's nothing added to this, no. and it's just this the is, pure deliciousness coming out of the barrel. This is if I had if I had to paint a picture, and I will use it literally. This is an oil painting. This is a a palette knife oil painting of the most deep and richest bouquet you can imagine. <laughs> and obviously oil paints take a long time to dry and set, but this is just laid on thick and the, and the colors are just intermingling and they're beautiful. They stand out. They're almost three-dimensional. This is a romantic Love making rye. This is just outstanding. I think I'm getting turned on right yeah. here. Uh, and I love Matt the name Brown of it. Right right now. Here, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Brown. Keep your hands out of your pants. <laughs> I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, it's if, just. It's if, just. If Pinhook could uh, have a radio commercial yeah, with. Hey, uh, I'm in. With uh, Wilson in. waxing poetic about. I'm telling about you, about their. Um, their rye humor at cask strength. That would be yeah. it right there. This I think. is one of very few whiskeys so. that have attacked all five of my senses. And that's what I'm all about. I try to attack the five senses when I do tastings or, or whatever it is that we're doing on a day-to-day basis for our jobs. But this is, this is one that truly has truly captured all five of my senses and not many whiskeys have done that for yeah, me th- personally. This is a good one. Um, I actually had to pour myself another little pour there. Yeah, I saw that. That, that first one. Because that shit's fucking good. That first good. one went down yeah. really, really well. And it's got that punch, but it, it, um, it's really easy to drink at 114 proof. I mean, Wilson is captivated this, They by should this. call this Rye Randy because... 
I, Randy? Oh. <laughs> because the shit's Matt fucking good. Does have a it is good. It is I mean, good. That's it, fantastic. It just plays to the to the artistry you described, the, the blending yeah. and all that that Sean and Brett down there have done is outstanding. Outstanding. I, yeah. I, I sort of stalked the um, uh, their distributor. I think they're with <laughs> Momentum. I think. Actually, they're with Tenzing. Are they? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. are with Tenzing. Yeah. yeah. So Which I makes like me even matter. I, uh, the I home st- of Union Horse Distilling Co. That's true. I uh, I stalked Tenzing on Instagram. Was like, hey, when is this gonna? Yeah. When is this gonna hit uh, Chicago? And um, uh, funny enough, like I thought this was gonna like. So this is a definitely a a secret because yeah. it, you can still find it. Yeah. In in Chicago, I thought it was gonna fly off the shelves. It so should. I like bought it like yeah. immediately it when it came mean, out, but it's, I, you can still it, find yeah. it. I'm telling you, man, if you see it, buy it. You will not be be upset. This is a, a well a well worth the fifty six dollars, mm-hmm. or to fifty six to sixty dollars that you'll find it, depending on your retailer here in Chicago. Do you, do you think yeah. that these kind of whiskeys that are so flavorful? Obviously, we're three guys that really enjoy whiskey and are loving the hell out of this one, mm-hmm. even to the point where we hate talking about what we do when we go to bars. Uh, Wilson and yeah. I specifically, because we oh. go to we, we hang out in bars every day for our job. Right. And yeah. when we go to a bar on a Saturday night with our ladies, I have multiple ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Remy, my dog. Uh, <laughs> but when we go to bars, uh, when we're just enjoying ourselves for pleasure, we hate to say that we work in the whiskey industry. But this is one when I had it at Roebuck in Lakeview East neighborhood. They have a very small selection of whiskey, but a really great cocktail experience there. And I had a pour of it. Didn't know it was so expensive when I first got the pour of it, but <laughs> I enjoyed every uh, sip of it. And I asked the bartender, why did you choose this whiskey? Like, because it tastes so good. I'm a fan of Pinhook already, but this one was even better than I thought it could be. And we had a 10-minute conversation. Inevitably, comes up like, oh, yeah, I work in the whiskey industry. And then my wife's, you know, she's sitting there, too, and she works in the whiskey industry, too. Um, and wasn't afraid to talk about it in that sense because the juice tasted so good. Yeah. yeah. But kind of getting back to what I wanted to say before I started talking about myself like I usually do, like a jerk. <laughs> um, why do you think whiskeys like this sit on a shelf longer than they probably should when everyone else is going after all the allocated items? I think that's the reason itself. That's the reason. Yeah. Because yeah. people are, there is this. Or guess maybe how do we get beyond that? Because we're, we're, we we're in a as, phase, as right? Consumers we're, I think we're or in a phase. Enthusiasts? Right? Enthusiasts, consumers, <clears throat> collectors, whatever you want to call us or call them, I don't think we're a part of that because I think every whiskey we buy, we buy with the intent to drink. And But where do we? how do we get the point, beyond the point of there's so many good juices on the shelf. Absolutely. Why do you have to have that, that pristine, allocated whiskey that you might not even know about? You just know the name. You just know yeah. that you should have it at your bar to impress mm. your friends, essentially. Yeah. I think continued education, man. I think we need to just, we continue to pound pavement. We continue to hit the bars. We continue to, to meet individuals like Chris who yeah. have an influence, uh, a following influence, you know, um, a net, that network that we've, de- that we've been able to develop since our days um, at our previous employer together and continuing to just, again, represent poor talk about it represent poor talk about it it's what i like to call a uh, and i mentioned this earlier to Lindsay. it's a consumption a a consumption community where you build a community around a a 
an experience and or in this case, a spirit, which in itself is an experience, yeah. just like the Apples and the Googles do. The Apples have an ecosystem of people who use their product and there's, an, there's, an, there's a cult following, there's a community around it, as does Google and, mm -hmm. and you know, there's a cult following, Coke. There's generations upon generations that are coming in. It's just a matter of developing that community, community, but you know, but educating you as to why. Yeah, and I think yeah. there are places doing that, like Big Fish Spirits has their thing. Flaviar has their yeah. thing of like talking about small brands, and right. um, some of those websites I don't think have the best brands. They're just trying to make money off of it. No, so they, they have don't. Just, just a lot of brands, <coughs> or a, yeah, lot there's a lot of different categories. Like, but Flaviar, the guys I've met there, the owners and the creators of that company, they're really trying to curate something special on that mm -hmm. website. Um, having places like that to go to, but it also gets to the person. How do you get, how do you get to the guy that buys only buys whiskey in October, November, and December, yeah. and is trying to impress people, yeah. um, you know, in his circle of friends, or is trying to feel important, maybe just to himself too. Yeah. About having. Well, I think Chris can answer this better because you're tippy toeing that fine line between consumer and influencer. No, I I think that oh, the, he's, he's gone beyond man, that line. Have another pour, by the no, way. Oh, of no, course, no. that's why I brought it. This is. Um, I think that good. like we're in a unique time because the brands can take this upon themselves right now and mm. just go direct to the consumer through social media. Yes. You know, it's great to have guys like you guys who are brand ambassadors for, for your brands, but Pinhook can go directly to me mm -hmm. on social media and they can start a conversation with me if they mm. see me post something about this bottle or mention them in some way and the impact of them doing that and we've talked about this before when I've been on here like the power of social media is just unreal for these brands yeah. right now and like to be able to the the key for them is to be able to harness that and and turn people like me that are like fans of brands into like these outward advocates mm. for the brand by interacting. And um, so the more that I think brands can do to interact with with people through social media is just going to be huge for them yeah. if they can dedicate that time into, into the social media to do that. Because yeah. honestly, that's that's how you can build a small craft brand, how you can build the recognition. I'll give you an example. I don't know how much time we have here, but... You're good. A solid 10 minutes. <clears throat> right now, there is a brand called Smoke Wagon out mm. of I saw that. Las Vegas, Nevada. They're sourcing, I'm pretty sure it's MGP. Okay. And Haven't heard of these guys, to be honest. Yeah. So they beard. are... Big beard. They are very active on Instagram. And, and I can only really speak to Instagram because that's really all I'm on. But... <laughs> They are very active on there. They're always posting videos. Uh, one of the uh, co-founders of the brand is always on there posting videos of himself at uh, their warehouse, like bottling, talking about uh, the different expressions, like the new bottling that he just did, and he'll taste it. And then as people start to talk, they are having a conversation with, with people mm. on social media, and that brand has created such a... I guess I'll call it hype around them yeah. that like anytime they open a new market, people go crazy and they just opened in Chicago this week mm -hmm. and I'm like going crazy trying to find where their stuff. Okay. So that's like a prime example of a very small brand yeah. 
out of Las Vegas, Nevada, sourcing whiskey and how they can build a following and as they open up new markets, like sell out immediately. Yeah. So that I think to me that's the key. So it's almost real time. It it is yeah. really. It re- you so can, it's real time. You can seriously I'm go posting from, up. I'm going live. Hey, guess what I'm doing, guys? Yeah. I'm bottling some Which, real cool shit. And I think that you know I agree with you, it's so important because at previous brands that Wilson and I have worked at or for, we were big, we were big on we need to have that interaction of the people of the brand being out there. And I think I probably told Wilson this the first day at our old distillery we used to work for. I said, you might be doing this job in the office, but you are a brand ambassador for this brand yeah. because we only have 20 employees. And this, yeah. is a na- this is an international brand at that point. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to be a face of the company every single day. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah. many various capacities. So if you're out you know, at a bar and you're drinking that bourbon, that rye, whatever it may be, that vodka, that gin, you can always talk about it, be, be able to talk about it. And that's where you have to go into the distillery and talk to the individuals who make it. But I think those guys should also be present too because that, yes. and then also the owners and people, right. like what, what, what's your concept? Because you get lost behind eight to 10 to 12 years now, these distilleries that are coming up to the craft movement. Um, forget about who, who are the people that made it? Why were you the ones that set, set out... 12 years ago to be a part of this distilling bubble that we're currently in yeah. this boom I hate to call it a bubble for Wilson's personal reasons <laughs> um, but I still think it's going um, yeah maybe still. it'll keep expanding Mike anytime now dude we have the globe there are still people there are like yeah, Asia still is. getting on the bourbon thing yeah the, the no U- immediately have the EU which we never got to touch years, on but, but I mean there's I'm telling you man yeah no it's a big conversation to have which I think we should probably Maybe yeah, we'll maybe on our drunken podcast on Sunday, Saturday night we might yeah, we can go touch over on that. that. We can touch on that. But um, finish your point because you're on something really good right now. Well, I always I always thought that <clears throat> the people that built the brand should be the face of it, interacting with its uh, customers every single day. Correct. Um, I mean, we would put out a t- we would put out a tweet or a Facebook message saying, "Hey, our owners are doing a tour tomorrow at two o'clock." Sell it like that. Yeah. We would say, "Hey, we're doing an open house tomorrow. Come by, drink, interact." 200 people there in yep. less than 24 hours yeah. because they want to interact with you. They want to be a part of that experience. Correct. They can see this individual craft, neighborhood, local brand growing, and they can say, hey, we are part of that reason to grow. And I think what we've expanded now outside of your city limits and into an area of we're bourbon, we're whiskey, we're rye fans, whatever you want to call it. And Pinhook, we can have a little bit of like an ownership over that. New Rift, we can have an ownership over that because we can put it out there to the world. Um, Starwood, Union Horse, whatever you want to do, like you can take an international brand and be a part of it to growing because social media has brought us all together in that, that essence. True. So going Short on to distances. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And I think, I think it's a good thing. I, I believe yeah. it's a good thing. I think it's a phenomenal because thing. Because you can tell, literally tell those companies what you like about it, what you don't like about mm-hmm. it, where you think it should go. We experienced on our website, just sales off our website, because you can sell in Australia off your website uh, through that market. One one whiskey producing, I don't I want to say the numbers, that it was a lot of money, I'll put it that way, in two yeah. weeks, they're just selling through the distillery, not yeah. going through another buyer, not going through any retail at all. It was all off our website. And when I saw the numbers, I was like, 
that's it's crazy. Like it's a really it's a it's a probably better than like any month we had in the U.S. But that way they did it in two <laughs> weeks yeah. just through distillery website sales, and that's the future. I think where we're all going in is that online concentration. I was just listening to Bill Simmons today talking about how he sold the Ringer to to Spotify and like the movement he think it's going forward to like you can actually have commercial and ads on podcasts built to the individual. So it would be individual ads going to that, yes. that, that listener inside of their head versus a mass production of like, hey, let's do an ad for Nike. Let's do an ad for... Doritos. Uh, yeah, I want a Dorito yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. Let's do an ad for uh, Squarespace. Shout out to Squarespace. <laughs> they support KeenTheLate.com. Yeah. Shout um, out Squarespace. MeUndies. Uh, hey, we're waiting for that. Hymns, you know, we're all about that, man. Man, <laughs> man, manscaping. We clean up real well for Valentine's Day. We do. We look fucking good today. Even, even Matt Brown, he, he oh, I'm not going to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, it's interesting. It's, it's crazy to see the potential of what the online community can do for whiskey. Obviously, for everything when it comes to commerce, but whiskey itself we could potentially have those consumers talking directly to us. Is it maybe building mash bills in the future? You know, because yeah. you're like, I was just going to say, and, and, um, and Chris, you can, and I was going to pose this question to you, but to, to yeah. piggyback off of that last point you mentioned, that's what I was trying to put. That was one of the points across that we're trying to do is like the, um, the mash bills, how like we're all trying to come up with, you know, everything was old, the MGP thing, but customization is the new thing. I think that's why it's going to carry us into this bubble that you all speak about. But Chris, <laughs> what is, what are some things quickly that you yeah. can, that really speak to you from our, you know, that, that we should capitalize on or that we should entertain? Really, uh, to just go back to my previous point is that there's definitely no substitute for you guys being out mm. and face to face with the consumer in stores. Get to keep our jobs, man. I, hope I so. think that's super, super important. So. But um, my message to brands would be like, you need to dedicate time to having conversations with people online through all these social mm. media channels no matter where they are, you're not in this market, who cares? Talk to all of these people because I've said this before on here, like those people will find a way to get your product. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you have this conversation with them and get them excited about your brand, yeah. you will have your stuff in Rhode Island if you're not in Rhode Island because you <laughs> talked to you know, yeah. Johnny in Rhode Island Good that uh, was interested in your brand. He'll find a way to get it. So that's really my message to a lot of, uh, of of the brands and everything that's going on out there. So that's my piece. Dude, that's is. awesome. That's a good way to uh, kind of end it up today. For all of you people that were on Instagram Live to be forgot to say goodbye to, um, Cousin Pete, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. I Double B, that. sorry, man. It took us a little bit to get through some stuff. He's He, he hung on as long as he could. Uh, Probably trying to catch a flight. Who? Double Double B. Oh, that. Brett. I was talking Brett about Power. my Cousin Pete. Yeah, and Double B. He oh. was the only one that was online. He's not catching a flight. He's in the suburbs, hanging out in Oswego, getting drunk know. somewhere. Yeah, I Love He's that guy. We're getting drunk tomorrow at Monkey's Paw. Well, we already happened, but... <laughs> we yeah. will have had. Uh, we will have had 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 happened. <laughs> um, Chris, is there anything you want to promote out there? Uh, just uh, tune in to uh, check me out, uh, Urban Bourbonist on Instagram, and uh, I did start a YouTube page. Uh, also, with all cool. of my interviews, oh, uh, great, the urban, yeah. it's the Urban Bourbon Hour on YouTube. So just type that in, and you'll you'll find it. Sweet, that's awesome. I, I'm really excited to see. I was thinking about this, kind of planning a, a lot, I guess, about how we can all grow in Chicago together. Like yeah. as brands have grown, 
um, influencers, internet personalities, people that like to talk about whiskey. As a community, we can all grow together, too. I'm really excited about the kind of the near future of all that. I feel we, we bring everyone along with Great. us. Yeah. Um, Wilson, anything you want to promote? No, I think we did everything last Go week. buy Union Horse Distilling Company's whiskey because it's <laughs> really good. They own the brand. They own the territory of Lenexa, Kansas. <laughs> In all of Kansas. Right? Midwest. Midwest. They own the Midwest, apparently. Um, that's awesome. Uh, as for a full transparency, I am the brand ambassador of uh, Starward Whiskey out of Australia, and we are Keenan Lake. Please go to keenanlake.com and uh, visit us on iTunes, Spotify, where we can find your podcast, and rate and review us so we can get that what, Wilson? McDonald's money. That's it. Everybody, have a good week. Cheers. 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 Cheers.